Spotlight with Sarah Hendy. Brought to you by the Isle of Man Arts Council. Fast am I and blame my naughty all. It's Sarah Hendy here with you till half past six. And today we're joined by members of the Secret Stitch Society who are doing their bit for animals affected by the Australian bushfires. We'll also be finding out more about M is for Manx Cat, the musical, on tour. You can catch today's programme in full as a podcast on the Manx Radio website if you can't stay with us for the next half hour. That's free to download and subscribe to at manxradio.com. Now you may have seen in the shops around the Isle of Man the book M is for Manx Cat by Gemma Yett and illustrated by Kim Graziano. Well, believe it or not, it's been turned into a musical by Lisa Kreisky and Christine Sutcliffe of Stage Door Productions. Lisa, how did you go about turning um, a picture book, really, into a musical? With a lot of imagination. Um, Originally, actually, it was Chrissy's idea, Christine Sutcliffe, um, the co-director of Stage Door. Um, She came up to me and said, I've seen this amazing show at the Gaiety called Snail on a Whale. Um, I really think that we could do something with this Emma's for Manx Cat and Isle of Man ABC. Um, And then she started telling me all about her ideas and the music and the dancing and and the actors. And I'm thinking, I have no idea what you're talking about. I hadn't even seen the show. I didn't know what she was talking about. Um, But as with anything with um, myself and Chrissy, once we put our brains together, um, cohesively, I hope, um, we came up with this fantastic, colourful, vibrant show, uh, which we wrote the script for. we wanted to base it on two children from across coming over to visit their Manx granny and she reads them this story and they find out all about the Isle of Man and as they drift off to sleep, their imaginations run away with them and their sort of imagination selves come and they dance to music and they, much frivolity, obviously. Um, and it sounded absolutely bonkers in our head, um, but we've done it and w- we hope that it's a funny, witty glorious energetic 45 minutes yeah and i'm sure it is it must have been a great success to for it to sort of spin off into a tour as well we were really fortunate actually um because when we performed it at theater fest 19 it was one night only as part of the festival which abby was um was in as well um the only criticism that we got really was that not enough people saw it it was only on for one night in the evening it's aimed at kids you need a matinee so we thought, well, that's a, that's a lovely idea. Why don't we do that? And then Chrissy and I sort of thought, well, we're parents. Sometimes it's difficult to travel with kids, especially if you don't drive. You know, getting them on the bus and then they're hungry and then you need to get them a snack and then they're whinging and they're fighting with their brother or sister. So we thought, do you know what? Rather than making parents bring their kids to Douglas, to the Gaiety or to the villa or, or wherever the big shows usually are, let's take this brilliant performance that everybody enjoys and take it to them. So we're going to Ramsey, Laxey, Peel and Port Erin for our little Isle of Man tour. Yeah, and the tour starts quite soon, doesn't it? It does. The show starts, uh, we start at St Paul's Hall in Ramsey. Um, So that's uh, this Saturday, the 11th of January. Uh, Shows are at 1 and 3. And then uh, the week after that, uh, on the 19th, uh, it's on the Sunday, we're at the Laxey Working Men's Institute. Uh, and shows are at one and three and um and then we're taking a little break and then we um 
The shows are 2nd of February um, at the Erin Arts Centre and I'm sure, as you can probably guess, the shows are at 1 and 3. <laughs> and and then our last show is on the 1st of March and it's at the Peel Centenary Centre and the shows are at 1 and 3. Yeah, And t- uh, it's, it's quite different taking a show on tour, I suppose, because every single space you're in is completely different. How are you managing that? Well, what we what we really want to do, especially as we have Isaac, uh, Myrta and Abby involved and they're wanting to go into it professionally, we really want to run it, well, we have to run it, like a small-scale uh, theatre and education tour. Um, I've done plenty of them over in the UK and in, in Europe as well. And they're great fun, but they're incredibly hard work because you'll go into a space and you're seeing it for the first time an hour and a half before the show. So who knows? Who knows? Um I mean, I'm, for my sins, I'm going to be in charge of the technical stuff. Um, Chrissy is obviously in charge of creating the beautiful sound from the choir of children, of 12 young people that we have uh, from the platform uh, vocal ensemble. Fantastic little choir uh, who actually have got to the final of the next big thing as well. So we're very, very lucky to have them. So Chrissy's been very busy um, rehearsing them. They say don't work with children or animals we've got a choir of 12 quick kids we've got two nine and ten year olds as the principals um it's about a cat <laughs> who knows what will happen and with me doing all the technical stuff it'll definitely be worth the five pound ticket price <laughs> five pounds that's a good deal i know a whole, you can bring the whole family for less than you'd spend at the gaiety theater gosh now that really is special and um and visually, because the the book itself, Kim G illustrated Gemma Yet's book, and it's so distinctive. Mm-hmm. It really does have its own style. How are you bringing that to life on the stage? Well, we wanted to create the same sort of show visually as we had at the studio theatre at Balakamine, um, because we didn't want anybody to miss out on Kim G's amazing illustrations. So we have got um, our lovely friend Colin Cowie to bring in our bring in a projector. Um, and I will be projecting the drawings onto the screen, I think, <laughs> if I can make it work. Um, but, you know, the illustrations, Kim G's illustrations are so much part of the whole book and the whole show. Um, you can't really have the show without without the illustrations. I just don't think it would be the same. Yeah. And the book itself does have, um, it has like additional material online where you can go and listen to the songs or the, the, the music that they're dancing to and everything. Is that incorporated into this show? We have incorporated some fantastic Manx songs like uh, I'm a Manx Cat, Hello Little People, uh, some beautiful instrumentals, um, Three Little Boats, for instance, um, which is beautifully played by Katie Lawrence. And we've also got some instrumentals from David Holland, who is an absolute legend, as you know. Um, So really, it's a collaboration of so many creative minds. And we're so lucky to have, you know, Abby, who is reigning young actor of man, who is (laughs) flying off to drama school and she's leaving us and we're very upset. Um, And the wonderful Isaac Murta as well, who is the most stunning dancer. Um, And he and Abby and Lois Mooney also, who I should, who I should mention, have choreographed the the entire thing. And it's stunning. So it's all original, all come out of their brains. Um, And, it's just a magical journey for for all the family. Yeah, okay, it's based on an ABC book, but yeah. there's there's jokes and yeah. 
little one-liners, isn't there, that I think everybody will appreciate. Abby, it must be so different being part of an original production to being part of something which is so familiar to everybody. And it sounds as though you've had a lot of creative freedom with this as well, if you've had input into the the choreography and things like that. It's been a little bit different for me because I came, uh, I watched the show when it was put on uh, in Theatre Fest and um, I was sort of a late uh, addition to the cast I've done like shows and I've done I did our day out with stage door but this is this is amazing this is this show is not like it's it's really like one of a kind you know it's a touring production it's got so like the information is so accessible to children because it's been done through song and dance and it was really it was just such a fun experience for me and Isaac to be able to like work with the music that we've got and um choreograph routines that that are just fun to be a part of there's there's acting involved there's not so much there's different styles of dancing and it's something it just it just keeps going it's just something that's really really fun to be a part of and lisa mentioned that you're you're jetting off to pastures new soon what's what's next on the horizon for you um, so I'm in my final year of A-levels at the moment. Um, I've got auditions coming up for uh, drama schools in places like Guildford and London. Uh, just been away before Christmas to uh, a university in Liverpool to audition. It's all very exciting. It's all very sort of daunting. But um, I don't think I, I would have got to this stage and I would have got to where I am without the support of people like Chrissy and Lisa and there's just so there's just so much for people who are passionate about theatre on the island that it's just been such an amazing experience to be able to learn and develop on the island and then be able to take it away with me as well. Yeah I was going to say um, did you meet any other people at auditions um, who are in a similar position to you or um, have you have, have you met other people from away who are at the same kind of level as you and, and, and does their experience compare with what you've had the opportunity to to work with and to learn from? People that I've spoken to have actually I've spoken to some people when I went to uh, my audition and they don't they don't have access to the amazing like some of the amazing facilities like the gaiety that we've got or the villa marina and they sort of the island man has become quite well known especially um for the productions that have gone on here that we've become quite well known for we've actually got a really high standard of performance and lots and lots of talent this um, strikes me as the, the the exact kind of of production which could tour beyond the Isle of Man. It's quite unusual to see something tour the Isle of Man itself, anyway. But it could so easily branch out and become like a UK wide tour, possibly or further afield, even. Absolutely, there's there's no limits to mine and Chrissy's imagination. <laughs> <laughs> Who knows? I mean, it's it's such it's such a gift to be given a book like Gemma and and Kim's book, and the fact that they are letting us run wild with it really i mean obviously you know they we've we've ran things by them um because we still want to stay true to the essence of the book but and it's got such a such a fan base on the isle of man as well and it's teaching people it's got it's got manx language in it it's got facts that i didn't even know about the isle of man um and and it's lovely watching people's faces especially the kids that we're working with um when they go oh 
oh, I didn't know that, especially the little ones. And Claire Kilgallen as well, who's playing Granny, is a fountain of knowledge about the Isle of Man. She's just absolutely fantastic. We had no, there's a bit where they, they, the kids shout at a, a seagull because it's nicking their ice cream. Um, their imagination ice cream, obviously. <laughs> We're not that crazy. We're not going to bring ice cream on stage. Um, <laughs> um, and, we, and in the script, Chrissy and I just put X, 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 because we had no idea what the Manx for go away seagull was. So we said to, um, said to Claire, you know, can you just improvise something here? You know, say, oh, get off that ice cream. Go away, seagull. Shoo, shoo, or something. And anyway... She did it and she just burst out with these lines, these Manx lines. And Alexis and Isaac, the two kids, looked at each other and went, yeah, what she said. And we kept it in the script. It was hilarious. Loved it. Absolutely brilliant. (laughs) To have such a a variety of people working together, it must be a real joy. I can't wait to see this production um, when you're on tour because I'm from the north, so it would be lovely to see a production up in the north. Um, Are you aware of any other productions that have toured the Isle of Man in the way that you're doing with this? No. I think there was a play that my friend Lisa Crichton was involved with. I can't remember what it was called because I didn't get to see it, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, but certainly no children's theatre, no. No, no, because I, I suppose it must have happened back in the day, you know, like 100 years ago or something. Yeah, before, when people, before our time. Well, yeah, yeah before totally. our time. <laughs> um, when, you know, people couldn't get to Douglas on a whim to watch a, to watch a show or something. It must have been a, lot, been a lot more common then. But um, no, it's really exciting that you... But there must still be like p- people like that now. Yeah, you know, and, definitely. And I, if Chrissy and I can get this model correct, and obviously it's going to be a work in progress, then why not? Why can't we do it with other things yeah. that come out of our brains, mm. which is slightly terrifying? <laughs> <laughs> well, we can't wait to see it. Um, if we want to get hold of tickets, where do we go? They are available at www.eventbright.co.uk. And if you just search for Emma's for Manx Cat, the musical on tour. We don't like doing shows with short titles. <laughs> Spotlight. Brought to you by the Isle of Man Arts Council. And now we're joined by Estelle Bagnall of the Secret Stitch Society, Kim Neen of the Snug in Ramsey, and crafty volunteer Alex Morfitt, who are all doing their bits to help animals in crisis in the Australian bushfires. Although Kim and Estelle know each other, the three of you, although you've been coordinating this project as a team, you haven't all been in the same room as each other before. I'd never met Alexandra before until uh, we hooked up on Facebook when Alexandra saw the appeal for fabric donations and you know, asked if, if she could help in some way. A lady in Carlisle actually had done a call out for donations of fabric to enable her and her team of helpers to start producing uh, wraps and nests and joey pouches and, and so on for the animals that had been injured or orphaned in the fires in Australia. And uh, when I saw that call out on, on Facebook, I uh, did a bit of a local appeal, you know, asking if anybody could donate um, fabrics to bring them into the snug and we get them shipped across to her in Carlisle. And then Nell got in touch to say that the Secret Stitch Society would like to put a workshop on and... Sarah Berry from Castletown got in touch to say they'd like to do a workshop as well. They had one planned already. And uh, so things kind of snowballed from there, really. And what was it about this um, particular appeal which pulled at your heartstrings? Um, For me, personally, my sister actually lives in Australia. Um, So she lives in Kangaroo Island. And obviously they have been devastated by the fires. And there's been, you know, a lot of photos of the poor animals and that have really kind of obviously tugged at everyone's heartstrings. Animal Rescue Collective Craft Guild in Australia put out a kind of SOS for Australian craft, you know, crafters 
to start making the jewelry pouches, little nests for birds, um, bat traps, things like that. That then in turn got picked up by the UK. And then that, of course, then when um, Kim posted about the lady in Carlisle, I said, oh, gosh, you know, actually, this is a massive, you know, appeal. So but even in a few days, you know, even those uh, those groups on social media grew and we and there was a little bit more, I suppose, organization to it, because at first it was just like some fabric, someone will stitch it. Then it was actually there are set patterns the set materials that you can use, it wasn't quite so haphazard. So I think quite a lot of, uh, with our, as the admins of this, um, of our Facebook page, have just been learning an incredible amount of information about, you know, natural fibres for joeys and you can't have loose stitches. So, you know, the little bats can get their claws stuck in it, things like that. So it's been quite a learning curve as well. I'm sure. And um, is this something that goes on year round in Australia? So it's actually the Animal Rescue Collective and then a group of crafters um, started making things. And I think the collective is based, works with many rescue centres. So it's kind of, I think it's got a hub in Queensland and a couple in New South Wales. So they always are stitching and trying to help orphans. And then they um, send it out. They might work with Wires um, or the RSPCA out there all the different organisations, and to be honest, just some home carers that are just in their, you know, homes trying trying to save, you know, save these animals. So I think they do do it year round. And we've recently, because we have updates from the kind of mother page, and they were saying how, because I think people were worried there'd be too much, and they said how it would be amazing to be able to get all these items for any future disasters. To They're sending it Australia-wide. So, it, you know, we don't want people to think, oh, you know, we, we shouldn't be making these. They'll, they'll be inundated because um, they said the joeys go through loads of pouches because, of course, they're claws. So they're constantly having to be replenished. Estelle, you jumped in um, with the Secret Stitch Society and said we can help you with this. I know that you you gather from time to time to work on your own personal projects. Having to learn all these different patterns and and, um, use for animals that maybe you've never seen before, it must be quite a challenge. Um, I think um, basically we're a social sewing group um, and we're funded by the Arts Council and we meet um, a couple of times a month and it just seemed to be absolutely perfectly the perfect thing for us to do because I think that not everybody can afford to send money but most people have got you know skills that that can be used for other other things so we actually meet out at um, the Derby Community Centre and they've really kindly let us have that out there and any donations we make we can send um, and we can keep and whether it'll be for postage or to send on where it needs to be. But um, yeah, we're just really lucky. And I think I was just in a position that I could do it. So it just happened. And also I am I am actually Australian. So it um, yeah, it kind of appeals to me as a <laughs> as an Australian as well. And on a practical front, how is this working? Do you need, I know you've been calling out for, for fabric donations, but do you need craftspeople to come and get involved? Anyone who's sort of handy with a sewing machine or even we've, hand stitching crochet? Yeah, we've we've managed to, um, we've put a shout out 
Um, so people can bring their, their sewing machines and thread. We've got plenty of fabric. Um, but if obviously if people want to bring more, that's absolutely fine. Um, but if people want to come down um, at 10 o'clock on Sunday, we'll be about till five o'clock. And on Monday, it's 9.30 till 12.30 that we're going to be um, doing it at this is at Jerby. And then I think we've got other... There's other sessions. Yeah, that's Kim's. right. There's um, a session in Castletown at the British British Legion building that's been organised by Sarah Berry. That's on Monday from 10 o'clock onwards. It'll probably last all day. 10 o'clock till they drop, apparently. Um, I think she may also continue doing that perhaps on the Tuesday and Wednesday, depending on the kind of response she gets. So so watch this space, really. Um, on Wednesday afternoon from 1.30 to 4.30, there's a workshop being organised at the Robinsons Floristry Conference Centre, which is opposite Riley in Eden Park that's uh, been organised by Linda Smythe and on Wednesday evening from half six till half nine at the Ebenezer Hall and Kurt Michael uh, the Kurt Michael Craft Group are putting on a workshop as well but so many people are also um, producing items in their own homes now you know people are sending us photographs of what they're producing they're already bringing completed items into the hubs ready to be packaged up and sent away. I can see some kind of cooperative emerging I suppose now, because the network has kind of been created um, with and with the Australian, uh, you know, main kind of uh, centre, a main collective, they call themselves. I think then they will probably call call on people or there. I think there'll be a flurry now and then maybe slowly in groups. Remember, they do put out um, like a flyer, which is updated every couple of days about what they need. So initially, um, everyone went crazy for um, koala mittens. They no longer needed them. Then everyone went crazy for bat wraps with a pillow. Gorgeous little things. Now they no longer need them because they said literally they've just got too many. So they have put like a traffic light system in place. I suppose that will just continue and continue on the craft groups. And it might be that the crafters say you know, we we will send out actually to Australia a small package maybe every few months of some really nicely, you know, nice joey pouches or um, some little nests um, and, and things like that. So I I hope that this has joined all the communities, to be honest, from Australia, in England. I mean, Kim's been in touch with quite a lot of the, um, the kind of British uh, side of things and obviously on the Isle of Man. So I hope this all continues. Some people might say, well, global warming can be blamed for the situation that we're seeing in Australia. It seems ironic to send a big aeroplane out with all these supplies. Do do people need these physical items on the ground? Um, Or could we just donate? Um, What what would you say to that? The kind of specialised items that they're asking for, you know, joey pouches, bat wraps and so on and so on, they're not the things that you can just sort of buy off the shelf. It's necessary for craftspeople, really, you know, people with sewing, crocheting, knitting skills to produce these items to order, really. I don't think they could go somewhere and and just order a thousand, two thousand off the shelf. I also think that there's a lot of communities in Australia that are in crisis. Do they really need to be worrying about... Doing it when they've got no water so I think that, that the whole world has to get involved with anybody that's in crisis whatever they they need. Is there any place for people who don't necessarily consider themselves to be particularly crafty? I, I'm, I'm not crafty at all I mean, I'm. I so I think I was banned from the sewing machine at school because I nearly sewed my fingers and you know into the, the fabric. So 
uh, and I'm uh, I'm just trying to cut patterns or make templates. Obviously, there's a lot of organisation with the um, with the Facebook page. But I'm going to go to one of the workshops. Whether I just have to make people tea and coffee, I'm going to try. So I think even if you're not crafty, I think you know. I want to basically use my time for maybe cutting the fabric or making the templates for then the actual experience stitches, shall we say, and, you know, getting them a plate of cake or something like that, that they can keep doing. So I can feel my worth as well. We've got a deadline for material for the 17th. So just to make sure that sort of everything sort of gets to a, well, gets to one of the, the hubs for the 17th. Yeah, our Facebook page is Manx Crafters Australian Animal Appeal. It's a bit of a mouthful. (laughs) They all seem to be mouthfuls. Um, And also um, just thanks to Highway Express who are going to ship all the completed items to the UK for us. Thank you for joining us this afternoon. I'll be back next Wednesday at six o'clock with more creative news from around the Isle of Man. Have a lovely creative week. Slen you.